Mystery File Collective is intended for mature audiences. The following content may contain material that some people find triggering. If you feel disturbed by tales of murder, mystery, or myth, if you believe that they could traumatize you, we implore you to use your discretion before listening. discuss dark visions of a future unwanted some of the information we're about to share with you will inevitably leave you with a sense of dread paranoia or anxiety if you already fear what the future has in store for you then the following may be too traumatizing for you to hear Perhaps you wish to remain blissfully unaware of the horrors that await us all. Or maybe you don't want to know how it all ends. Because like it or not, our final days may be upon us. Are you sure you want us to spoil what comes next? Because it isn't pretty. Yet maybe you just need to hear it. No matter how hard this pill may be to swallow, no matter how terrifying this is to hear, or how devastating this news may be, it could prepare you for the absolute horrors that are about to come. We, at the Mystery File Collective, strongly urge you to hear us out. However, we do acknowledge that this information, though vital and reality-shattering, should never be forced upon anyone without their consent. So, if you believe that you are brave enough to face such harsh truths, then please, make sure you are sitting in a safe, comfortable space, for we are about to begin. In this episode, we are talking about a man that not many people know about, an extraordinary seer of modern times. His name is Sebastian Clarence. In his letters to us, he claims that he is a character you have probably never heard of, and this is entirely on purpose, because the governments of society do not want you to know about his existence. You see, 
over many, many years. Sebastian Clarence has had deadly premonitions of a future full of chaos and destruction. And some of his premonitions have come eerily true. To the point where the accuracy of this seer is downright terrifying. So, who is Sebastian Clarence? What is his story? How is it possible for a man to see the future? He says he was abducted some time towards the end of December 1988 by aliens. Several months later, in 1989, he first started seeing visions of the future. He claims that the aliens that abducted him brutally inserted something into his right eye, something he claims remains there to this day, which he believes gives him prophetic sight. He believes he was chosen by them to prophesy the future. Yet no medical examiner has been able to detect any device placed in this man's eye. Despite the fact that he does have three small scars under his right pupil. Sebastian Clarence is a character worth investigating. His shadowy past is definitely intriguing. Before he began having these mysterious visions, Sebastian was an ordinary working class American living in the town of Rockwell within the American state of North Carolina. He was a young, ordinary man working at a diner in the kitchen, frying up burgers and so forth. He didn't speak much and was a loner of sorts, rarely ever socializing with co-workers unless he absolutely had to. His personal life was equally lackluster. He lived on his own and had very few friends. He seemed happy enough, living the simple life, with nobody to cause him harm or any unnecessary drama. Yet, all that was about to change. It all happened on the night of the 21st of December, 1988. He was on his way home, walking back from the diner, the trailer he was staying in was a good 20 to 30 minutes walk away from the town he was working in. He didn't mind the long journey back and to, for the trailer was out in the sticks. Whatever the weather, he enjoyed the time alone. This particular evening he claims to have seen a giant purple light in the middle of a cornfield 
hovering high above the ground. His curiosity got the better of him, and he dared to venture into the cornfield to find out what was going on. It would quickly turn into a foolish mistake. He soon came to wish he never did enter the cornfield at all. He crossed the road after looking both ways and jumped down into the field. The cornrows stood taller than he expected, hiding everything around him as he could only see the night sky above him. He soon felt terrified. His only direction was deeper into the maze. So he took a deep breath and walked onwards towards the direction of the purple lights high above. He heard footsteps, then the cracking of twigs and branches. He claims to have witnessed dark shadows taking on a humanoid shape. Sneaking around the cornfield, he suspected that whatever this creature was, it stalked him, watching his every move like a hawk. Every time Sebastian took a step closer to get a look at this mysterious being, it would retreat at unfathomable speeds and disappear like a ghost. Not that he wanted to get a closer look at the beast anyway, for it had impossibly long limbs and spikes protruding from its skin, like a spider. Alas, he couldn't tell you exactly what this thing was, only that it resembled something close to that of a horrifying insect rather than a fellow human being. He crept through the cornfields in panicked breaths, desperately trying not to make a sound, as he slowly peeked around every corner, making sure his path was clear. He didn't want to step a foot closer to the giant purple light now, but no matter how hard he tried, Sebastian only got closer and closer. Then the purple light beamed down on him. He was in the spotlight, and in a matter of seconds, the poor man was thrown high into the air. He claims he could see for miles afar, as some invisible force was sucking him up high into the night sky like some high-powered vacuum. He screamed out for mercy, for the love of God, for someone to save him. But there was nobody coming to save him. Nobody could hear his screams. The following is his account of what happened next. He believes that he was sucked into space where he was quickly swallowed up by a metallic UFO. He blacked out not long after this happened. Whilst unconscious, Sebastian had many vivid nightmares that he shall never forget. Thoughts of his friends and family raced through his mind, 
Visions of alien spaceships destroying his hometown of Rockwell, like a children's playset. Men, women and children screaming in the streets, running for their lives as laser beams exterminated everyone in sight. He saw his mother's face melt into a bloodied mess of bone and gore, his father's body torn to shreds by a giant spider, and all of his friends executed one by one, by grey aliens with giant black eyes. As horrifying as these nightmares were, however, what Sebastian was about to wake up to was even more traumatizing than anything I have just described. The sound of drills awoke Sebastian. He could hear distant echoes of other humans screaming out in agony and mercy. He wept instantly, knowing that his nightmares were nothing but sweet dreams compared to the absolute horrors he was about to witness. His vision was a painful blur as bright, golden light shone down into his pupils, burning them slightly. It was like waking up to the sheer power of the sun. Then these grotesque shapes blocked out the bright lights. They were black at first, but then as his eyes adjusted, he began to make out their features. It appeared as though several giant flies were staring at him, all with their ugly, big eyes of red, blue and green. They had multiple limbs and several hands with slender fingers that were tipped by sharp points. They were all dark brown in colour and covered in disgusting oil or slime of sorts which stank worse than manure. Their bodies were immensely tall and skeletal. Most terrifying of all was their faces. Sebastian could see his terrified face within these beasts' glassy eyes. He screamed hysterically before one of them strapped a metallic device around his mouth with such a force that he felt his jaw might break. Now he was powerless as they dug into his body and tore off his clothes. He could feel the stone-cold metal table beneath him that he was restrained on. The air inside this steel torture chamber was freezing, and when he was stripped completely bare, he felt more than humiliated as these grotesque, bug-like creatures eyed his naked body up and down like he was nothing but a piece of meat. But the pain he was about to endure was far worse. He spotted one of the bugs leave, while the other two examined every inch of his body, holding him within their slippery fingers. A machine was brought before him. Strangely, the machine looked old, full of rust and sharp edges. It had multiple saws, blades and sharp needles all over it. This bug neared Sebastian with a strange tool hovering over his face. Without warning, 
The bug almost ripped open his eyelids with its sharp fingers, forcing his eyes fully open. The second bug took the device and aimed it above his face. Then that drill, that same drill that he heard before. And in that moment, Sebastian realized why that other man, woman, or child was screaming in the other room. Most disturbing of all was that he could still see the leftover blood and gore on the drill of this machine. He desperately tried to escape and move away from the inevitable. But the bugs held his head into another metallic restraint and now all Sebastian could do was wait in absolute terror as this long drill neared his right eye. The moment it hit his pupil, Sebastian's vision was a complete blur and the pain was pure agony. He could feel the blood from his eyes burst open like a shaking can of soda as the drill ripped apart his eyeball like it was nothing but tinfoil. The drilling went on for far too long. He couldn't tell you how long he was in that horrifying position for, only that it felt like an eternity. When the drilling had stopped and the machine was removed, Sebastian Clarence blacked out from the complete and utter horror of it all. When he awoke again, he was completely naked in the middle of the cornfield where the horrifying night began. His right eye was bleeding like a tap, and still to this day, he can only see out of his left. The purple lights had disappeared, but all around him were these bizarre patterns or symbols carved into the ground like an alien language. He somehow found his way out of the cornfield and back onto the road. A good Samaritan saved his life that night, as Sebastian collapsed merely inches away from the roadside. He never met his mysterious savior. For the next thing Sebastian knew, he awoke in a hospital bed. The doctors and nurses asked him what happened, and when he told them that he'd been abducted by a UFO and had his right eye probed, they obviously didn't believe him. They thought he must have been on drugs, or that some sort of psychotic episode had taken place, and because of some facial injuries, Perhaps he'd had a fit of some description. So they checked his blood, but there was no trace of any illicit substance. No trace of cocaine, heroin, meth, LSD, marijuana, or even alcohol. Sebastian Clarence was completely clean. They took him into surgery and examined the bloody remains of his right eye. Although he would never see out of it again, it was still in good enough shape to be left in. 
but they found no evidence of a device or anything like that within the eyeball. However, there were three small scratches beneath his pupil, which supported Sebastian's story. The part about his eyes being drilled at least. From this moment, Sebastian Clarence became more and more withdrawn. He would slip into staring episodes of catatonia, which many people didn't know how to take. His mental health began to suffer, and this is where he first spent some time in an asylum. It was later that year when Sebastian started having the bizarre yet true premonitions that we have already discussed. He believes that these aliens gave him what he likes to call the prophetic sight. He claims this to be a gift by Earth's overseers, that these aliens have been watching over our planet since before any of us were born, that they are the true gods of this planet. And it is they that have gifted humanity the prophets for thousands of years, like Ezekiel, Joseph, Jeremiah and Isaiah, men who claimed to have met God and were perhaps abducted just like he was. When angels spoke to these prophets from the heavens, they were actually witnessing the UFO's beams shining down against them. Back then, people were easily persuaded they believed these holy men without question and whole religions were built around such beliefs. Nowadays, society simply looks at people like Sebastian as mentally unwell. Yet the man's predictions, his prophetic sight, have come true. And we here at the Mystery File Collective take him very seriously indeed. We believe his visions deserve to be heard. Sebastian Clarence has been writing to us with dark premonitions of a terrifying future, with terrifying detail, and we feel duty-bound to share them with you, not least because in 1989 not long after his encounter with aliens, he predicted that during the 1990s, a very important member of British society would die in a fatal automobile accident. He predicted that a major terrorist attack was going to happen in New York during the 2000s. And he predicted the worldwide pandemic that killed millions globally from late 2019. Now he says a third world war is coming, a horrifying virus and environmental disaster. Worldwide Armageddon, 
or in other words, the apocalypse. His premonitions have been gaining traction and he has developed a cult following through the decades. One of his believers told us, unless you've been living under a rock for the past 20 or so years, you should know that almost everything he has predicted has undeniably come true. In one way or another, Sebastian has proven to so many that he is in possession of supernatural knowledge, prophetic visions of what is in store for the world before any of us can even guess. Yet scoffers and disbelievers will tell you that he is completely insane. A man that has spent many years in and out of asylums. His visions that come true are all just bizarre coincidences. They claim that if you make enough predictions, perhaps one or two will eventually come true. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Yet there is real detail in Sebastian Clarence's visions. It is the accuracy in which Sebastian has described these events that really gives us goosebumps. He can predict the right time of day, year, even the weather moments before disaster. He has even reached out to try and save people whom he knew would die in fatal disasters or accidents. Yet most, he claims, rejected his warnings as simply insane. And so they were left to their fate. Those that did not heed the seer's warnings all perished. Every single one of them. There should be hundreds of stories about Sebastian in newspapers and internet forums which confirm everything we have just revealed. Yet according to Sebastian Clarence, these stories are covered up. Even if a news company gets their hands on Sebastian's stories, they are quickly pulled from the public eye and in some cases, those who've been spotted talking about his premonitions have mysteriously gone missing too, not long after revealing his secrets. So how accurate is the seer Sebastian Clarence? By his own admission, Sebastian's premonitions can oftentimes be unclear or foggy. Other visions come to him in precise detail, as horrific nightmares of suffering, agonizing screams, people dying in gruesome and tragic ways. His latest visions are a thunderstorm of blood, death and agony, a million voices crying out for mercy before suddenly silenced. This is followed by burning. The horrifying quietness of a disaster where nobody lives to tell the tale. Where millions of men, women 
and children lie around torn to pieces. In his letters to us, the way that he writes, he is often poetic, always detailed. In one communication he writes, burned to ash, bodies ripped to shreds, dismembered and butchered into an ugly mess of gory bloody parts so roughly meshed together they no longer resemble human beings. Upon reading his communications, our blood has run cold. Over the last couple of years, Sebastian's visions of this apocalyptic future have become more and more common. However, not even he can tell you the exact year or how they will occur. Only that it will happen sometime during the early 2030s. We will share with you three apocalyptic prophecies he has shared with us that all hold hands with each other in a circle of deadly visions for our future. Vision one is what he calls the final plague. Some feel this is the most terrifying premonition of all. For Sebastian believes that COVID-19 was just the start. It was merely the first vision of a far more deadly virus. One that carries similar illnesses to that of the Black Death. He sees people of all creeds and ages coughing up blood on the streets of New York, London, Paris, Tokyo and every other major city imaginable. He writes, Soon the streets shall be littered with the dead. Many will hang themselves from old streetlights and bridges. I see hundreds of men, women and children jump from cliffs and high buildings. Bodies rain from the sky like falling hail. The sounds of a thousand cries all mixing together into a scream so horrific. I want to stab out my ears just to drown out the hellish agony that rings all around me. Not even the countryside will be safe, for the plague I see also infects animals such as birds, wolves, foxes, rabbits, everything and everyone. The disease is airborne, infecting every single living being on the planet in a matter of weeks. There will be no immunity to the virus, leaving nobody alive to walk the post-apocalyptic earth, offering hopes of survival. It would be the end of life as we know it. To make matters worse and more horrifying, these deaths will be slow and painful. This virus will slowly eat out our insides, keeping us alive until starvation claims us. The first symptoms are evidently clear to Sebastian in his visions. In his letters to us, he writes, if you were to be infected by this mysterious virus, your eyes would first begin to sting, slightly at first, but soon it shall become unbearable. 
like that of a million hornet stings. You'll cry tears of blood and gore until your eyes explode. In fact, most victims would rather scratch out their own eyes. Yet that's not even the worst part. The virus will eat away at your skin like acid. In a matter of days, you'll take on the appearance of that of a zombified corpse. The pathetic remains of your skin will hang loosely from your body like filthy rags. Bones will protrude from beneath your pulsing green flesh and you will feel every wound, infection and burn in excruciating pain. You will beg for death. You will wish you were never born. Your whole body will be stained red with your blood and the virus will keep you alive for longer than any mortal man living in this day and age. You'll be in so much torture that you won't be able to remember your family, friends, or anyone that you knew before. Your brain will fry away, and all you'll be left with is pain. That is all you will know as you slowly limp among the walking dead, crying out amongst the million blind corpses who are all unknowingly marching towards their death. But you will be glad that you are blind when I tell you that the sky is scorched black, orange and red with the virus killing every plant, blade of grass and tree in sight. The once bright and beautiful world that you once knew would be no more. And all that will be left is a barren wasteland devoid of color and life, resembling that of a hell more than planet Earth. Eventually, all that will remain is the virus. The apocalyptic visions of Sebastian Clarence don't end there. In a second set of visions, he sees nuclear apocalypse. This is what many other people find the most terrifying, for they believe it to be the most likeliest. That is, if Sebastian's predictions for World War III this decade come true. He has seen many outcomes for this possible war, and none of them have been good for humanity. Yet there is only one that spells doom for all. It is the vision of nuclear bombs falling from the sky like that of a million shooting stars or comets crashing down upon us. In this set of visions, he sees the prelude to Armageddon. Thousands of underground nuclear bomb shelters will be built, yet only the higher classes of society shall get the privilege of sheltering within these bunkers. Months before the nuclear apocalypse, there will already be great instability. He sees worldwide riots of millions of poor men, women and children fighting and pleading to get into these sanctuaries. The military have no choice 
but to shoot down hundreds of desperate civilians all trying to survive. Communities and families will tear apart as society shall crumble. Men will become animals, taking what they can without mercy. Gangs and groups will flock together, stealing, killing, raping and pillaging the elderly, weak and vulnerable. The streets will be paved with blood, debris and a million screams. All this before the nukes even fall. When that happens, a fate far worse than death shall fall upon all who haven't had the luck to secure themselves within the bunkers. Those left on the surface will burn and explode into a hundred gory pieces, staining the ground red with their blood, before all earth is covered in ash. It will appear as black snow falling from the sky, coating our cities, towns and mountains in a thick darkness. Those most unfortunate, those who somehow survive the bombs without shelter, would rather wish they had died in the blast. They will be left to wander the post-apocalyptic radioactive wastelands. Suffering from mutations so severe, they will no longer resemble men or women, but hideous abominations of unimaginable horror. Others will shred their skin like flies and die in agony because of blood loss. You wouldn't recognize your surroundings as Earth, but some foreign planet far out into the galaxy full of living nightmares. Even those who eventually leave the bunkers many, many decades after nuclear fallout they will walk into a world where they will be ripped apart and eaten by the terrifying, grotesque monsters that were once humans just like themselves. By this point, however, these monsters would be so mutated, discolored and transformed to the point where nobody would even believe they were ever men, women or children to begin with. This apocalypse does not necessarily mean the end of humanity, but to see our fellow brethren become this twisted mess of species, living in their own dirt, reduced to mindless beasts. To us, that is a far worse fate than the extinction of the human race. Isn't it ironic? that this horrifying new race could stem from the results of humanity's most evil villains. The presidents, prime ministers and war generals of this world unintentionally bringing this horror upon us. In the third set of terrifying visions, Sebastian Clarence writes much less. But he sees a world destroyed by natural disasters. In his letters to us, he writes, Mother Nature finally strikes back. After centuries of abuse, this planet just can't take it anymore. 
by 2030, we could be facing an apocalypse far more deadly than any ice age. He writes, The earth will shake, forests will burn, spreading wildfire into the cities. The very ground we walk on will crack, shift and crack into each other, revealing the earth's fiery core beneath. The planet will cave in on itself. It will be the end of the world as we know it. No second chances. Life will simply cease to exist. Each premonition of our dark future is bleak, horrifying, creepy. Whether or not you believe Sebastian's ravings to be true is entirely up to you. Yet he has been driven crazy by these visions and sadly is currently residing in an asylum which we will not name.